and unfortunately mines attacked me in my eyes. So I am partial blind in my left eye. So when you say um, MS, multiple sclerosis, uh, multiple sclerosis, this is uh, a disease that causes an attack on the nervous system. Correct. And in your case, in your eyes, which is why you are declared partially blind. Correct. Um, um, due to the attack on the eye. I'm Sandy Powell, and welcome to the round table again. Great show, uh, a great guest, one of my favorite people in the world, my very own baby sister, Ronnie Mayers. <laughs> welcome to the show, Ronnie. Thank you. Yeah, having me. Oh, well, you know what? We we do a lot of talking at home anyway as a family, right. and um, and so I thought that this would be a great opportunity for you to share part of your story. Um, part of your life with the world that would be beneficial to other people as well. Correct. Yeah. So I know some people don't like to come out and be public about health issues and things like that. Yes. And then as believers, sometimes it's hard for believers to take that step of of revealing health issues. Uh, but can you tell us what you are facing? I am facing MS, which is multiple sclerosis, that attacks the nerves, and unfortunately, mines attack me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So I am partial blind in my left eye. Mm -hmm. So when you say um, MS, multiple sclerosis, uh, multiple sclerosis, this is uh, a disease that causes an attack on the nervous system. Correct. And in your case, in your eyes, which is why you are declared partially blind. Correct. Um, um, due to the attack on the eyes. Um, tell me a little bit, like, what brought you to, to the place of even knowing that you had MS? Well, I had to go get me some new glasses and found out that my nerves in my eyes was not moving. Earth. And they sent me to all kind of specialists in, in Columbia. And when I got to this other specialist, she called, told me that it was called the, uh, I have MS of the optic nerve. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And when they came up to notice that I didn't have any movements in my left eye, what they did, they did all kind of spinal uh, exams. exams and, yes. So after I had the spinal exams, they were di it was diagnosed with the MS of the optic nerve. So did they have the? Uh, did you do one of the tests like a MRI? I did scan. I did. Um, that was kind of nerve wracking, um, but I did the MRI, staying there forty five minutes to an hour, uh, to get all kinds of pictures of my head and my spine and another. Uh, 
like of your brain and stuff like right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. At the other test they did, they had to end up sticking a needle in the spine of my back. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can't call what they call it, but the fluid was not good. So they they test a lot of stuff by sticking you in your nerves, in your back. Wow. And when they did that, that's when they diagnosed me with the MS of the optic nerve. And so is that was that a painful exam? They the one where they tapped into your spine? No, what they did they they had a somebody in front of me and he was talking to me and he said, "You keep talking to me, you wouldn't even know they stuck you." And when he did that, they were already had stuck me. Oh, okay. They had numbed the skin, so you couldn't feel the. I pinch. couldn't feel the pinch. Okay, but I would do that be faster as I do the MRI. Okay. Yes. But you don't like closed-in spaces. No. That's what you're thinking. Very claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that this diagnosis changed your life. It has. What are some of the ways that that your life has changed before you were diagnosed to Apple? Um, I had to stop driving. Uh, it was a speed. I did. Speeder. I did. Um, for, when I first noticed it, I worked at the school, and I was walking with the children, didn't see them. And when I had to retire at an early age, and now I have to wait on people to take me this place and that place, that is very aggravating. So, Because you were very independent, right. a single woman, and you were just on the go. You you just did everything on your own. That's correct. Right. That's it's, correct. So now that I have to wait on people, wait on the Medicaid van and stuff like that, is like very depressing. And I do go into my depressing stage because I don't like waiting on people. I don't like to bother people. So I just stay in my home. So by me staying in my home, I'm good until the point where I get very lonely. Then now my daughter come get me. But sometimes uh, the the depressing stage, I'm talking about that a little bit because you're having to deal with life changes and then dealing with the the disease itself and the uh and the diagnosis and what comes along with it because they have flare ups that you have. Right. Tell us about the flare ups. My flare ups with mine I um I might lose my vision in the other eye. Um the tingling in my legs, I have that now. My leg might get heavy where I can't lift it. My arms might get heavy. So when he tells me when that happens, they rush to the hospital because I could be having a stroke. So if it's not a stroke, that's a flare-up from the MS. Right. So after that, you know, I just just pray to God that, okay, get me through this, Mm -hmm. and I'm coming on out of it. Right. I know with you, you're a woman of faith. Uh, you're a Christian. You're a believer. Yes. The, the the you know you and God got a great relationship. Lost. And and I know. Talk about how this has strengthened your relationship with. Um, the way it strengthens me is, I feel I'm going through this to be a testimony for somebody else. I feel that God put this toward me so I can let other people know. If God can bring me out of this, he can bring you out of this, too. Right, right. You know, just to be there for them when they need me. I do not take my sight for granted. 
I do not take my walk for granted when I have to hold on to people. I don't take nothing for granted because life is too short. And to walk around here and wonder how I got a bruise on me because I hit my arm. Uh, yeah, this is the part I can't see you at. Right. So I, I know that you, you said, well, let God, I know what you were saying, but, but just for the audience, no, she's not saying that God gave her this. She's just saying that this has been allowed to come her way. She says she feels as though this is a, a way of God's light shining Correct. through her life and just not taking down to the disease, but right. still living life to the fullest that right. you can. But there are those days that you just are sad. Correct. And when I get to that point, um, it seemed like everybody noticed it because they start calling me. And my daughter was like, okay, Ma, I'm on my way to come get you. Mm-hmm. We're going to go riding this way. We're going to go riding that way. So I was like, okay. And sometimes I'll just, just shut down and don't want to talk to no one. And then my daughter come, Ma, I'm on my way. And then when she comes... It looks like I perk up because she bring the grandkids. Grandbabies will bring it. Don't they bring that joy? Yes. <laughs> and my little boy, come on, Grandma, you going with us. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you have your family, your siblings. Yes, I have my sister. Your mom. Yes, and all of them are. I talk to my mom all day, every day. Yeah, I do. And What y'all talk about? Never mind. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> all I know is this. She always tell me I need a dose of my runner, so I give her a dose. But this is where I come and get a vacay when I come to see my sister. Yeah, so Columbus, I'm from Columbia, and see my sister and say okay, and I don't stay a week. No, I stay a month, and then I go home. <laughs> and this is kind of like the encouragement because I know we have. Um, uh, a family Zoom that we do on a weekly basis. Is that helpful to you as well? It is, but it is. It is. Because I you know, I get to see everybody and then I don't want nobody to be like, oh, why she ain't get on Zoom with it? But sometimes I was like, okay, I ain't doing my brothers and sisters today. <laughs> I'm going to relax. <laughs> but yeah. Y'all heard of that. <laughs> But I love them all. Yeah, I really do. Right. Um, I wouldn't trade them for nothing. Right. Um, I know that that um, you coming here to visit is uh, uh, a break. Um, I think you're more active, and uh, is that helpful in your um, with the diagnosis that it you're, is two sides. You know, um, my sister has this massage chair in her house. <laughs> And she won't give it to me, but the only way, that's how she gets me here. <laughs> but I love that chair because it helps my back. It helps my legs. And I don't have problems with my legs when I'm here. But when I go back, I've noticed I have more tingling in my legs and my legs feel kind of tight. I get tired in my legs. Mm-hmm. But when I'm here, I get in it twice a day. And I just, just lay there and I, it feels so good. Yeah, I think it's the Georgia water. I so I think you need to move here, and 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 then you won't have to work. <laughs> Plus the chair will be here, yeah. and then you can have the chair and the water, and then you know that'll 
that you want me to leave my grandkids. Well, don't bring them all. Bring it. Bring the grand. Bring all of them. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know that that's that. You know that's my thing. But I I think that that the more active you are, yeah, it's it's helpful to you as well in your in the. It in is the because when I come here, I I'm on the food truck that they own, and I have the best time. I interact with the customers and I talk to you know laugh until I have the best time. Yeah, I don't even think about nobody, no one. It's just like I'm home. Yeah, I'm just home. I love it. I think that you know sometimes when you're in your low places because I I know you're my sister, my baby sister, and I know when you're in your low spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I'll call there at the house and and when I, when you pick up, you know we always Facetime. Yeah, when you pick up, is the room is dark. Yeah, yeah. Now tell us about those days when you are there and what do you need from your family and friends when you're there when i'm there i just need to get out um i i have bought myself some blackout curtains oh my god it's the best if you don't want to see no daylight but when i'm in that point i'm like i'm melting in the middle of my bed and i i have suicidal thoughts but in that point in time, that's when, like I said, my daughter, I'm knocking on the door, like, she the popo. <laughs> but uh, when I get to that point, she's like, why are you just laying in there? Come on, let's go. Because I can feel myself, you know. Fading. Fading, like, okay, what can I do? What can I take? Uh, should I? I have this guy to the point where she's driving, and and I'm thinking, how can I? open this door and jump, you know, fall out without hurting my children and grandchildren, you know. Because you yeah. think about them I and how they them. would be in the fact that you were not here with them. Right. So when I look back and I ain't in my eyesight, I'm like, oh, God, I can't do that. That's my babies. I think about them. And that's, I think that's the only way I get through it. It's thinking about them, and, well, I won't be able to see them no more. So, yeah. And then the hurt that they would have. Yes. If they, you know, yes. their grandmother. I know that this is real because I think that, that many people in depressed moments have had some suicidal thoughts yeah. and things like that. So I don't want you to feel like that that's not apt. That's not normal. Right. Because it, it does happen to people that are not even sickly maybe yeah. other things that's going on in life that may bring them to a low place but i'm glad you're able to recognize when you're there do you know like what are some of your triggers that get you to feeling in that low place yeah the devil oh, okay yeah it's he just tried to show you all the bad, bad stuff yeah you know why would you why why are you here ain't nobody wants you anyway you're burdened why are you sitting this go ahead the knife they won't know. They'll cry for a minute, but they'll stop. Mm. That's that's real, running. Yeah. And at what time I wouldn't be able to talk about this, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's a real thing, and 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 the fact that the enemy tries to make you think that you're not worth the living because of a disease. That part right there, it, it just makes me hot mad. Yeah. But I'm glad that you know the Lord. Yeah. I'm glad that your life in Christ 
shows you in the word and in your relationship with God that that's a lie. And so that's the part that we have to cast down the imagination. Right. Because the enemy speaks to us on a regular basis to try to get us to be in a place that we're not supposed to be in our mind and in our thoughts. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. And so I'm glad you fight. Yeah. And I'm glad that your grandchildren are there and and, and Jazz is there to help encourage you. And I think that people, if we knew um, maybe what you're saying, family members can be more observant more of their loved ones and more supportive. Go ahead, tell us. Have, I do have a support group, but I'm not too into it because when I get on it, it's just always eight years. I have gone through this, then I go to the doctor, the doctor told me I got dementia. I don't want to hear that part. I really don't want to hear that. You wanted a support group that's more positive. Positive, telling me, okay, you can get through this, do it, do this. But I call my two best friends, which is my sisters, and we talk. We get out, I get, I come out. Right. And I yeah. think that sometimes people don't know, you know, how to help. But by you telling us these things to tell us how it's best to help you. Right. To come and rise up. Um, you might have to find your new support group. That part. That part. <laughs> <laughs> because every some people's idea of support is talking about the ailment. Yes. You want a support group that talks about the overcoming part. Right. The part that's more positive. And so we, I think that's going to be our assignment. That we, when we get off these mics, we're going to go find a support group. Yes. That is more positive and more uplifting. Right. That's correct. Right. So go back to your lifestyle. Um what I do. What do you do? Like, what is, what's your day? Well, in the mornings, I have my coffee. I have to have that. That's a must. Um, if I don't have doctor's appointment, I'm, I'm sitting on the porch watching the kids go to school. <laughs> By the way, she loves children. Yes. And that's her, that's her first passion yes. is children. Uh, and so I'm, I'm sure <laughs> the neighborhood appreciates your neighborhood watch. <laughs> Program. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched my kids, and I used to keep a little boy, but he was down in daycare. Mm-hmm. And then I wait for my grandson to get off out of school, and they bring him to my house. And then when after he leaves, it's nothing else. Right. But to get into my law and order. Yeah. And that's it. That's a TV, TV time. TV time. I know that you're you're not driving and not being mobile. Is a big downer. Yes, and there, and and being that you have been independent as long as I've known you, right? You've always been independent. Um, the, is that one of those saddest parts? It is. It is one of the saddest parts because I can't do for myself. I can't say well, go to your store or it's the little things. Like if I walk from my house to the mailbox, I'm I gotta stand up there for like at least five minutes, ten minutes to go back. Because of your energy level. Yes. Okay. So somehow I just wait for my grand and they'll come over. My, even my son-in-law, he he'll come over and if I can't see what's on my floor, he'll get my trash, he'll take it out, mm-hmm. he'll sweep my floor. My Lord, I got this for you. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I love him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and my daughter. And 
my daughter's my home health care, so she comes over, she'll um, cook me dinner, or she'll keep the house. Wash, yeah, keep the, the restroom and stuff up to par. So I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, they, they're good help to me. Well, I know one thing. Um, on the truck, on the on the Emerald's Touch food truck, you are whiz. You, I, I you do it. very well there. Um, I love it. And I know the customers love you. Yeah. Um, the the crew love you. Yeah. And uh, you've seen your energy level seems up to high, yeah. be high when you're on the truck. And so I think it's the energy of you all. That's feeding off. So when y'all give me that energy and I'm up there, I'm laughing and y'all laughing. How many times do I fire you? About three times, times a day. <laughs> <laughs> three times a day and then she hires me back. Immediately. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. It's yeah. the level of the the energy around you. Yes. That can be. And like you said earlier, because that kind of alludes to that as well. You said you need a support group that is uplifting and right. upbeat. And so the maybe the energy around you, um, like you said, is where you're pulling from for your strength. Right. And uh and, and so maybe that's what we need to start looking into, maybe. Maybe. And maybe your um your surroundings, um, as to people around you, you know, not saying that, you know, the family's not around you, it's not the energy level, but I'm just saying you might need more stimulation. Right. That's correct. And during the day. Where I'm at Everybody minds their business. I mean, I have a couple of people come by and just checking on me and stuff like that in the neighborhood. But um, this just nobody don't ring my doorbell and it's, I don't see anybody. Mm. Uh, I got the doorbell ring and I can answer you through my phone. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be bothered, you know, going about your business. That keep it moving. Right. But other than that, just to say, come on, let's go walk up the street. Yeah. Because, you know, pray to put us out. Last like yeah. Wednesday. Oh, that ain't, no first time. <laughs> ain't the first time. I'm about to dust them off too. So, <laughs> said that we had started doing exercises together for a little bit, and mm -hmm. then we fell off. Yeah, but but that was something that we looked forward to. Uh, when I got on, <laughs> yeah, because I got I got tired. But I was like, now that if I go back into it, it's gonna okay take a lot out of me to to try to get back to that momentum. That we was doing. Right. So I think if we just, you know, you stay here another month and stay on the food truck, I think we can get your levels. <laughs> My grandson already told you. He already did. He said, yeah, it's time for you to come it's home. time for me to come home. <laughs> I want to say this. Um, tell me some things that you do to encourage yourself when you have those low places. What do you do to encourage yourself? I, I, I play songs like uh, it's the song I can't think who sang it. Encourage that song, encourage yourself. I love that song. Yolanda Adams. Uh, is that her? I can't remember. Yourself. Yeah, I love that song. And when I hear that, then I put up uh, healing scriptures that my pastor put out what he do his sermons. Uh he teach on healing and, and I try to go to healing um nights when they have healing nights at the church. But uh I, I blast my music on my T V when I want to encourage myself or or I might just 
bounce around the house dancing and stuff like that. But that's it. You know, come on, y'all, let's go dance. Let's do this. Or I might have a, you know, let's have a grandkids night. And we get to painting the nails. And I said, okay, girls, I got that living room with me and Eli get the bedroom. (laughs) And we'll just sit there and watch TV, even though I be tired. We're like, okay, let's do this. That's it. But that's how I, I keep myself lifted. And then my oldest girl, she'll call me and say, Grandma, are you okay? Why are you so sad? I'm not sad. Yes, Grandma, you sad. And she sees She recognizes it. Do they know about your diagnosis? They do. And when I we walk into the store, my oldest granddaughter, she'll go put her arm out like this. That's I know to grab it. They go in the store, they grab the cart, and they guide me with the cart. Gotcha. So they know all about it and what's the side effects and what's going on. If she don't hear from me, she go, Grandma, you didn't call me today. Oh, okay. But that's destiny. Destiny going to. Right. But Darius, she was, you know, she, what's up, where I was like, go there. <laughs> I know for me, I was ignorant. I didn't understand what MS was. Right. And I didn't understand because you weren't very vocal, right. you know, about it. You know, you're a very private person. Can we so, say that? Yeah. yeah. And so there were some things I didn't even notice because, we you know, we live in two separate cities, right. two separate states. Um, I think with the first time that I noticed that you actually needed physical assistance was at our mom's 80th birthday party. Correct. And uh, I, I had no idea that your vision was that limited. And so th- that's the part that I think um, th- this show is important to let people know, you know, when a person has a an ailment or something like that, a sickness or disease, that educate yourself. We, we have to educate ourselves on what that person uh, may be going through, family members, educate ourselves. I think I was in the first beginning in the now. Because at first I could see, but it was only a light mm-hmm. by my nose. And the next time I went to the doctor, it was nothing. I couldn't see anything. And he said, eventually your provisional vision mm-hmm. will go. Well, it went, and now this side is gone. So I don't have no vision on my outside. <laughs> so... Now that I'm learning more about it, it's 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 coming easy to talk about because at first I was I wanted to do things on my own and didn't want nobody. I didn't want nobody's help, so I didn't tell nobody. Right, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But when I put my thumb my phone on the table and thought I was putting it on the table and it's hitting the floor, mm-hmm. or when I was putting up food and I'm thinking I'm putting the stuff in the containers and it was going on the floor. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, now I need to do something. Do something about this. Right. So, so you began to what? I That's when I began to ask for the home health care. I'm asking for things that I need that can help me stop being so my dad used to call it uh, the pride with kids. Pride of kids, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to, I, I put my pride aside about that and start asking for help. Right. So, and I, but I'm still don't want to be a burden to nobody. 
That's not your way. That's not me. Right. And I was like, when we talked about it on the phone, when I did the, we had uh, Zoom. The family Zoom. And I told them, I, I told them the prognosis and let doctors know what they said. But I let them know, don't be saying for me. I'm okay. I, I'm going to get through this. So if you have, you know, if you want to ask me a question about it, I'm good. I can answer your question. But if you want to know more and I can't answer it, Google it. Yeah. Or talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. Yeah, because sometimes Google will mess you up. Yeah. Yeah, Google is not. Google is like your support group. Yeah. <laughs> It'll mess you up. That part. <laughs> but I told him, I, you know, I don't feel sorry. I'm here. Right. I'm going to get through this. God got my hands. Amen. He's going to have me. And I think that that's the part that settles my mind is that you have a relationship with, with the Father. And he, I ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Right. Y'all in. We're in for keeps. There's keeps. That's my whole week. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I'm I'm thankful that you shared with uh, our listening audience um, what we can consider and think about and know. And then we see others that may be battling this disease, MS, what to um, consider or think about um, what they may be going through. You know, because everybody has highs and lows and then have moments where they're strong in their faith and in times where we say Lord help me in my little faith you know because I'm weak at this moment and then this is where we can jump in and encourage you and uh, hold your arms up and lift you up in spirit by gently fall I'm not gonna (laughs) well I'll get after after the picture okay (laughs) then we'll get you (laughs) (laughs) but it gives me understanding and I'm sure it's giving others understanding as well to understand your position and I appreciate you sharing the intimacy of where you are in in uh, in this fight that we're having because yeah, once I mean, once I started talking about it like I said I'm getting better at it because at the beginning I used to cry all the time and now I'm good I'm, I'm honestly good I, I ain't shedding that tear yet you haven't and I'm, I'm you got a whole box of tissue down there it's on the side it's up on the side and I think what it is is that you're strengthening yourself in your own confessions. Yeah. And um, so f- with me and you and God on our side. Ain't going nowhere. It's all good, ain't it? Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> As some kids say, it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want you all to pray for my sister. Uh, her name is Renette Mayers. She is um, one year under me in age. This is my childhood twin. We were dressed alike for all of our first, what, eight, nine years. And uh, um, her battle with MS has broadened her in Christ. Her battle with MS has uh, given her a new perspective, a perspective on life. And so for that reason, we stand with you and we stand for you. And yes, I love you to the moon and back. (laughs) And so until next time at the round table, be blessed and know that I love you.